Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Bluey. talk to someone about it. Welcome back to God Have You Done the Bluey podcast. I'm Kate McMahon. Oh, hey, Mary Bolling here. Oh, hey, Mayor. And, um, you know, it, it's back to being. Um, a three-way this week with yeah. our Skype friend. Thanks We're technology. so on again, off again. How's your week been? Yeah, good. It's, you mm-hmm. know, life is always busy with children, but life is very busy in Bluey land at the moment as well. It are you, really is. Where Where are you most excited about at the moment? I am just worshipping at the altar of Joff Bush at the moment because um, he recently had a nomination for the music in Teasing, which we – Totally did not go into enough the other week. Well, we didn't talk music in teasing. We then also, we the week after that, we did Blue Mountains and possibly didn't really mention the music at all in Blue Mountains as well. But then no. while I was editing it, I realised it was a real kind of classic Disney score, like that oh, real really? fairy tale-esque, like it, it had sort of shades of snow white and hi-ho and climbing the mountains so um i think there is a solution to this we just need to sit down with joff bush and talk to him about every episode where we forgot to mention the music (laughs) and he can run us through it and that will be just that will solve all our problems let's give the listeners to got to be done what they want which is some insight into the musical mind that is joff that sounds great okay yeah have we mentioned what episode we're doing this week yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. This week we are going to be talking about Zoo, which is an actually a very special episode, um, mainly because it's the first time I hear um, Bingo referred to as Snowdrop, which seems to be a recurring character yeah. now in her, in her um, repertoire, makeup. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, in her <laughs> repertoire. Welcome to the zoo. I'm the zookeeper. Thank you. My precious little snowdrop just adores animals. Animals, animals! So we've got um, her then going to be snowdrop in Kids, which is the episode in the supermarket, and Daddy Put Down, I'm pretty sure she's snowdrop again. So, um, yeah, this is probably the first time I can find Snowdrop sort of gets a run as a character. Snowdrop the Toddler, I think, is the full title. Mm. And I wonder... Because obviously Bingo's four, I wonder when she stopped being a toddler and started playing a toddler and if there was Mm. overlap of those two roles or, um, yeah, how that kind of developed. But she really takes on that toddler role with gusto. She's got the little, like, unsure walk down the step, yeah, insists on having a banana as a toddler. What what more toddler food is there than just, like, clenching that (laughs) banana? My sister-in-law has a banana phobia. I feel so sorry for her because it is the easiest to-go food for a toddler. And from what I understand, both of her kids bloody love a banana. Oh, no. Yeah, but, like, to the point where she wants to gag. And apparently it's quite common. I've met other people since that have a similar aversion to bananas. Yeah. Yeah. If I smell the smell of a banana in a car, yeah, that's my that's my vomit point. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I never knew this about you. Well, remind me to never unpeel a ba- <laughs> Thanks. That would be a banana in the car with well, you, lady. the car will appreciate it most. <laughs> hey, Mum, can you play zoo with us? Bingo's going to be Snowdrop the toddler. And Mum's going to be Mum. Okay. It's not only Bingo playing a role. I love 
that mum can be mum. And yeah, then she's got a, a fancy name, Lady Gad something. I forgot to write it down. Gabardine, she's a full maybe? on like posh lady. Yes, but very posh. The hat, the hat, hat really sets it off. I don't know who she's channeling, but it's a bit my fair lady, common old chili gone, very high saluting. Yeah, um, very highfalutin English aristocrat style. But we all know where that hat's been. That hat has been on the yoga ball while it was being flushed on the toilet. Like, no one wants that hat. <laughs> like, really. It's a good point. <laughs> so props, Chili. Hopefully you disinfected it with a full can of Glen 20 before you put that thing on your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, poor old Bandit just wants to read the newspaper. Um, oh, haven't we all been there, Bandit? I'm feeling you, mate. <laughs> When was the last time you actually got through a newspaper? Um, well, actually, Saturday. So oh, what? Week. Yeah, uh, well, because we, like, old Geno habits die hard, so I still have one subscription coming to the house. And, um, yeah, and that is my weekend treat to sit just for 15, 20 minutes. It's a tabloid. I think we've talked about this before. Get the Herald Sun delivered here in Melbourne. And, yeah, I love nothing more than to sit down for 20 minutes and just flip through and read a paper. Uh, I mean, and, you know, it's still just, um, and this is so journalist, uh, idealistic Kate speaking, but the magic of a newspaper and knowing that in the morning there was literally probably nothing on the page and then in the morning it's something completely new every single day. It just... Yeah, never fails to um, make me feel all the feelings, basically. Really? So, oh, yes. man. But it's yeah. so magical. Like you literally start the day with nothing and then by the end of the day you've got something that's never been sold before, you know, and stories have generally never been heard. I mean, obviously a lot of it's changed a lot um, since we started out, but, you know, there's a lot I more don't stuff you've probably seen on Twitter or going viral. Out, but, but, <laughs> I, I love a newspaper. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Well, I don't think Bandit's gotten to the end of a newspaper in a while, put it that way. Um, <laughs> he I, does seem to be reading The Australian, so, well, you know, so I that is a beast of a thing at the best of times. But, um, but correspondence on Twitter, and I can't remember who it was, but called me out and said, no, it looks much more like a tabloid, um, you know, compare the size of the paper to the size of Bandit, which I'm not sure really stands up, but the pictures are too big for it to be the Australian. And in this particular episode, the very large picture of the soccer player on the back page does probably suggest to me it might be more the courier mail. Courier mail. So, yeah. yeah. So perhaps I was um, barking up the wrong dead tree on that one that, yeah, it's <laughs> – <laughs> it's possibly well, not the Australian, but anyway. That's okay. Well, I thought they had the little red Queensland, though, in one of the episodes. Oh, well, that we... no. When I think about it, the, the Courier Mail does have that too. So, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, well, that's that was a okay. good theory while it lasted. <laughs> and you know what? The Courier Mail, I think, you know, if we're Bluey's number one Australian fans, they are right behind us. They have been <laughs> hot on the Bluey gossip from day one. So, yeah, good to Although, see the, the locals getting behind an amazing local um, show. What about you, Dad? I'll lie on the couch and read the paper. No, we got a special job for you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, one thing I found about this episode, Mayor, was that it was very educational in that um, when, uh, returning to the plot, uh, yeah. Louis, who is playing the zookeeper, talks um, 
Snowdrop and Mum through about the different animals that are on display at the zoo. I think I know where you're going here. And I paddy melon. The same boat. Yes. I had no I thought, idea that a paddy melon was a thing. I had no I idea it was, was one joking. of our smallest native marsupials. And <laughs> it is. There you go. Yep. There okay. we go. Well, no, we've both um both missed that aspect of our education. I was going to blame it on homeschooling, but now it's um clearly more widespread than that. So oh, it's way bigger than that. Yeah, I think this is a national outrage. Why why don't we all know about paddy melons? Not only do they have an amazing name, but mm-hmm. um they are super cute. Like yeah, have a look at these things on Google if you get a chance. Apparently they're prolific around um. Tasmania and also along the um, central New South Wales and Queensland coast. And, yeah, they're just really, really cute, like tiny little kangaroo things that hop around. So how big are we talking, like smaller than a rabbit? I think so. Yeah, they are our our smallest. So I'm thinking we're thinking like like big rat size. Okay, cool. Mm, Yeah. Tell me about your research. Did you find anything interesting out about the paddy melon apart from their awesome name? No, no. I just established they were real and went into shock after that. So I got no <laughs> further. But um, I do like the idea. I suspect they do not actually eat melons, though. Do you reckon that's a fair bet? Was Blue yeah, kind I, of I would say that's a fair bet. the truth <laughs> with that one? No, I'm, I'm guessing they do not eat melons either. But um, what a name. Apparently it's sort of got um, Aboriginal, like, language sort of roots. Oh, okay. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm just loving the, you know, kangaroos up the top, then wallaby, and then patamelon. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. apparently they're in Papua New Guinea as well. So, yeah, mm, okay. throughout Asia. Amazing. So there we go. A whole well, branch yeah, of the Australian marsupial always... tree we never knew. I do love it when you go to the zoo and actually learn something. And if you follow me this way, you'll see a kangaroo, kangaroo. Well, it's like a kangaroo, young lady, but smaller. It's a paddy melon. Very friendly. And um, well done, Beth Harvey, we should probably say as well. So Beth is one of the um, episode producers, is that right, for Bluey? so Beth is the animation director on Bluey this um, oh. for this new season, which yeah. is really exciting. But she's, I think she's been with them since Bluey started. Um, and we got to meet her when we went to Ludo and she was so super lovely. Just really, yeah. So And actually shouted out to us in the past week because when we did the Bob Bilby episode, we wondered if Bob Bilby was still um, rewarding staff at Ludo and being yes. the team member of the week reward. Um, yes, because she got him last week and took him home to do some gardening. Oh, um, that's right. And she yeah, showed us her even, beautiful succulents. Yes, and even drew a little picture of Bob waving at um, the Gotta Be Done team and listeners. So um, thank you for that, Beth. But, yeah, Beth um, Beth was the writer of this episode as well, which I think there were only two or three episodes in season one that were written by anyone other than Joe. From. Yeah, because um, um, the other one was work. Yeah, so Claire Renton, who's another yep. of the um, illustrators, did work, um, which, yeah, I've had a really different feel to it, I thought, from a lot of other episodes. And what do you think? Zoo seems a very – there's some moments in there that are just um, so different, I feel. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
for me, which really is different, I guess, to the other blueies, is that when Bandit leaps over the fence holding um, Bingo because Bingo crawls under um, and Bandit up until that point who's been sort of a grumpy, cranky baboon half reading the paper and not wanting to cooperate, he takes this flying athletic leap right over the fence, right over Bluey's head, right over Mum's head, and then goes into a full-on all-fours gallop inside the yeah. house. <laughs> so, um, yeah, pretty it amazing to watch. And I really um, do feel the King Kong vibes with this um, episode in particular. Like, it's very Naomi Watts and Giant Monkey, really. So Yeah, so I've, I have to admit here, I don't know if I have some um, – unaddressed like aversion to large apes but I've never seen any (laughs) of (laughs) I've never seen any of the King Kongs I've never seen any of the planet of the apes but I assume something like that is being referenced here like can you is there a slow-mo moment in any of those that could be relevant here oh god I couldn't tell you if there's a slow-mo moment but you know there's basically lots of you know beautiful yeah well like vulnerable lady with um giant monkey in okay, the peter cool. jackson version yeah i've never seen the original king kong um and i've only seen the peter jackson one like once when it first came out so it's like ages ago now um but yeah you know there's lots of like beautiful vulnerable lady actually she's quite tough actually she realizes that the monkey is more vulnerable and goes into sort of protective mode mm. so Aww. You know, so, I mean, we're definitely getting that interwoven and probably um, we've noted actually, thanks to our wonderful listeners in previous Bluey episodes, like um, Yoga Ball, um, one of our listeners, Don, was basically saying that the the theme when they're playing Raiders is a very thinly disguised sort of (laughs) uh, tribute, if you like, to the Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark theme. Music, um, yeah, so yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if in this musical score there were some very subtle references to some of those King Kong um, uh, scores of old. So, mm, okay, mm. one to put to Joff. But yeah, I'm not vibing Planet of the Apes. It seems a bit different. <laughs> so okay. sort of those yeah. weird. I've always found that a bit creepy. It was always sort of like big, sort of like not so much the new ones where it sort of like the Rising of the Apes and everything, but the actual original. I've only seen little bits, but it's like basically these weird monkey human. Yeah, they were half breeding masky kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, quite let's, let's leave that behind. Me, Snowdrop. You. Mm-hmm. No, no. Me, Snowdrop. You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you. Oh, oh. Bandit manages to um pull off a pretty a pretty charming um big hairy baboon in this. I feel. He really does. And we know where Bingo gets her ability to stay in character because he does not break. Like, he does not break <laughs> until nightfall when he's climbing back through that window. So it's pretty fantastic. And, in fact, everyone is in character for this whole episode once they've established the game, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Love a game that goes all day and into dinner. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that is stamina far beyond my parenting skill set at this point in time. Um, we've said that Chili is channeling a very um, fancy British lady in her character. But I think we've got to talk about Bluey as the completely 
unflappable zookeeper. <laughs> Do you think she's just channeling Chili? Because <laughs> um, Chili is certainly <laughs> a dog that just doesn't let anything um, get her wound up. And I feel like Bluey's Bluey's got every situation under control, no matter how out of control it gets. Zookeeper, this is unheard of. I demand you rescue my little snow bob at once. Don't worry, madam. Everything is under control. Mum is getting incredibly worried that her toddler has just been abducted by a giant baboon who has escaped from his zoo enclosure. And Blue is like, would you like to go to the gift shop? Would you like to see the reptiles? (laughs) Like, And it makes me wonder, has this been a successful approach in the past? It's like that is is toddler distraction 101 techniques. Just try and distract with anything else until they kind of take the bait and go with it. It was pretty incredible, yeah. Unfortunately, on this occasion, mum wasn't buying. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, um, Bluey has witnessed mum or dad as the masters of distraction, watching people freaking out and then, you know, distracting them with something else. And then who would have thought that tickling would have such tranquilizing properties? <laughs> yeah, that's um, – I couldn't quite go with the plausibility of that turn of events. But, yeah, good to keep in mind for the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, in, I was thinking back to Sean um, and how uh, Sean was, like, tickling – um, like his dad, and they were like, "Oh, play dead, play dead." So yes. maybe that there is some overtones of that in here. I don't know. So yes. yes. <laughs> um, um, uh, speaking of which, game has whose a backyard are they doing the skipping ropes in? I haven't been able to work that out. Is it Judo's yard? Is is it sorry? Or um, well, it is such a big expanse it does feel like there's multiple yards going on yeah I thought in Kipiapi we established that it was a wooden fence between Lucky's dad and Lucky and the healer house although do you think given all the antics that go back and forth between the healer house and the Lucky's house the fence could have easily just been kind of um could have been collateral damage in some of that activity and now there is no <laughs> fence or at least a, a, a lesser version of a wire so <laughs> yeah maybe yeah because I mean um those snooty neighbors I doubt would want the big baboon running through their very well manicured looking vegetable patch but um <laughs> yeah maybe there's some other neighbors and we don't know who they are do we know anyone else uh, I don't think so yet I like we meet neighbors as they head to the monkey bars in mm. um wagon rides so but yeah you don't get really get a sense of how close they live I guess um mm. but yeah like we've talked about neighbor, how we need a map or... of the house but we mm. really need we really need a map of the neighborhood we can we should lobby for this I think we need to <laughs> make this happen somehow a full immersive like google earth experience i'm I'm certainly for nothing less yeah well now that blue is on disney for me nothing's out of bounds like when are they going to get i don't know the dreamworks deal or something like that and you know have a bluey land or something and um (laughs) you know one of those queensland gold coast parks well as a peppa pig land and a wiggle land surely bluey has to be up there are there those things 
Yeah. Where? Um, apparently at Dreamworld on the Gold Coast. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's Queensland. You'd think it's a good fit, but um, yeah, I don't know because we haven't talked about the fact that um, Bluey the stage show is coming. Oh, and how on earth that is going to work? But I think perhaps once the stage show has hit thirty Australian locations in May next year, the popularity of that will give a good indication that yes, a theme park is absolutely next <laughs> yeah absolutely. and Vegas possibly tell you what the socials have been hot with um chat about those tickets they are going to be harder to find than a bluey plushie you can already see all the parents tagging family members who no doubt will be sitting there <laughs> clicking the second those ready to melt down ticket websites oh what um, a joy I'm guessing they're going to use those suits similar to the um the product launch that you went to and you got to pose with um, the characters well, in suits. Yes, but then surely they will have to talk and how will the voices work? Oh, that'll be easy. That'll just be how they do it with like the Peppa Pig show and stuff where it's pre-recorded. Oh, is that how they do it? Uh, no, not at all. It's oh, totally well. live and totally bluey and bingo on stage at all times. Snowdrop, Miss Ooh-Ooh. Snowdrop, you gotta visit her. Hey, come on here, big baboon. <laughs> oh, oh. We've seen over and over again throughout the episodes, I guess the special connection that Bingo and Bandit have and whether it's yeah. based on their love of dance, we, we thought in work, or, you know, their, their kind of theatrical natures. But, um, but yeah, it is just so sweet to see within their characters still making that connection right at the end when Bandit yeah. climbs through the window. Um, I feel like any parent who saw that, no matter where they are in their, with their relationship with their kids, just feels, how do I nurture that? Like, how do we yeah. get to that point? And, yeah, perhaps you do just have to take the fly screen off the window and climb through it occasionally <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to make those moments happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm prepared to do it is what I'm saying. If, if that's the sort of connection you can make by that just next level of gameplay, I'm all for it. Do you think it's like the total surrender to like the kids' game, like that vulnerability, or do you think it's more around... Um, that immersive experience. I mean, I love that Bluey is just as emotionally invested in the moment as Bandit and Bingo. I think that's so lovely. She knows as well that it's important to stay in character and to have that conclusion for her sister, which I think is beautiful. So, yeah, it's like it's this beautiful acceptance of who Bingo is, I guess, by following through with the game to that point. Yeah, um, mm. I think she's probably just modelling what Chili and Bandit do, that yeah. you know, they never give up on a game until it's finished. So so she takes the same approach, even if really she's had to realise she's not the central character here, which would be a lot for a six-year-old to realise. Like, you know, Bluey has proven herself as the centre of attention time and time again. So to oh, be able yes, to step aside... It. She is growing up. Um, uh, we had a listener ask us recently, do you think the girls will grow up? He he mm. had two kids 
has two kids and they were four and six and then one very rudely had a birthday and he no longer had the bluey and bingo pair. <laughs> and um, we feel you. We feel you, listener. <laughs> what a tragedy. Um, <laughs> so whether, um, yeah, whether we'll get birthdays and the girls growing up as the seasons continue or whether they'll just be suspended in time like the Simpsons, Um It'll be interesting to see, but I feel like even just in the first season, we've seen a lot of personal growth from Bluey. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We really have. Um, And, yeah, lots of kids' shows, the characters never age, you know, like Arthur, um, Peppa Pig, um, Ben and Holly, Charlie and Lola. I think Peppa, I've seen maybe one birthday, one for her and one for George in all of the seasons. Okay. Interesting. I think I've seen a third or fourth fifth maybe for Pepper, maybe fourth, and then George maybe George is two. second, yeah. Yeah. It's um, funny you say Arthur because did you watch Arthur as a kid? Yeah, I did. So it's weird watching it now with my kids and, like, the characters are exactly the same. Really? Oh, my gosh, because, yeah, that's it's been more than ten years, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It has yeah, been more than difficult since more we were children. Like, more like 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't no, even I know. Oh, God, it's more like 25. Well, I so. watched it because my little brothers and sisters were watching it. But, yeah, yeah, I must have been quite young, really. So, yeah, it's been going forever. I'm going to do the math. So I'm 36 now. So, yeah, I would have been watching it when I was maybe eight or nine. So, yeah, it's a long time ago. Okay. So. I don't think I got onto it that early. But um, the only reason I haven't, I, I haven't watched it since, but the only reason I know it still exists is because of this podcast and because a lot of our followers are people who are enthusiastic about anthropomorphic animals. Yeah. A lot of Arthur fans amongst that crew – and there, there was a lot of controversy earlier this year because Mr. Ratburn, their teacher, had a gay wedding. Did you know uh, that? No, I did not know this plot line enough. Yeah, so and um, whatever the US, um, the US network that screened it, wow. like some, there was pushback in some states and all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so so a lot has happened. Even with <laughs> so yeah, the fact that they're still in Mr. Ratburn's grade blows my mind. Uh, much more than the fact he had a gay wedding. But, yeah, there's a lot going on in Arthur world. Wow, go Arthur. I think it was always pretty woke. I always loved Francine. She was a real little feminist, I feel. She really was. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, there's a lot to love about the show, but at the same time I didn't. Like it does have those um, overt moral overtones, I feel. that some, Very much, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's what I really do appreciate about Bluey is how much more subtle those messages are throughout the, the episodes. Mm, yeah. yeah. For instance, in Zoo, which we probably could continue to talk about. Um... <laughs> we could, but why? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, what is the message of this episode? Um, probably don't eat bananas at the zoo or yeah, do if you want a close-up experience. <laughs> Supervisor toddlers at all times. I'm not, I'm oh, not that's one I need to be up, taught up over and over again. skill that some people yeah. have. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever don't know. it is, it's subtle. I like it. I think, well, it's that bit at the end really for me that sort of shines through the dad and daughter bond and how 
unbreakable that is. It's so beautiful. Mm. So I don't know. That's the bit I always take away is that beautiful scene at the end where Snowdrop and Bandit are hugging in the window and then Bluey just sort of leans around so casually to the side and just watches them eyes half shut just in pure um, happiness watching that moment. So, you know, I don't know, just that love of the family perhaps. Um, But, yeah. Or the fact that you will never read a newspaper again if you have kids. <laughs> I don't know. It is so lucky that social media can be done in so much more bite-sized uh, approaches, unlike a newspaper. And you should check us out on social media. <laughs> <laughs> we can you can find us on Twitter at Bluey Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at um, you can either do an at and then Bluey Pod, and we come up, or you can type in "Got to be done" the Bluey Podcast, and you can find us like that. Um, we're at bluey pod on insta you can email us blueypod at gmail.com oh please um, email us we love the emails it's it so great so hearing good. all your inner thoughts about bluey um while you're sharing inner thoughts if you have inner thoughts to share about gotta be done it'd be so great if you jumped on um apple podcasts or however you listen to your podcasts mm. and give us a review um we'd love to see them and that's how other people find us yeah or and rating it takes literally two seconds and it will make our day um particularly if you're not like the jerk that gave us one star why did you even bother mate <laughs> like really come on <laughs> um but if you are listening we're glad you're still listening um we're glad you're still and listening that probably but come means on you don't actually think we're worth one star if you're still here so yeah think about that um this episode has been a real zoo of a content but it's it's been great fun. <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, Kate. <laughs> I love you. And hopefully next time we get to do this in person. In the meantime, it's got to be done. Got to be done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, I rather thought we'd see more movement from the animals. <gasps> what a brute.